0: Yeah, I'm just happy you're back. If you guys listened to last week's episode, it's been brought to my attention that I was a little aggressive. Um, I meant that episode in all honesty to be vague because I want—I didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. Now I know you bitches are like, I wanted the juicy details. I wanted to know who was fucking rude to you. Um, I just because. How do I even fucking say this? I how do I even put this lightly? I guess I can't. I just I was just using examples. You know, I just wanted you ladies to know and gentlemen, if you are proposing to someone, just to know that like people get weird when you get engaged. That's all. I have great friends. They did great things for me. Um I didn't mean for the whole episode to sound like I didn't have great friends. Um But I think it's important to talk about, you know, the shitty, not shitty, but like the aggressive realness of the world, and like apparently engagement is triggering for individuals who, who knew. I've only ever been happy for people who've gotten engaged, so I, you can't fuck with me with that bull, like with that negativity. I just, I, I don't have room in my heart for that shit. On another note, guys, don't really know if you're into this. Um, If you're into astrology, I recently have ran across a great recommendation um, via TikTok. I get all of my recommendations from TikTok these days. Um, You Were Born for This by Shani Nicholas. Um, I really got down an astrology hole and I've always loved astrology. I think that if you're open to it it only brings positive things into your life it can teach you how to work with different people it can teach you a lot about yourself some different you know layers of yourself and not a lot of people know this but there's actually a, a wide deep pool of your astrological makeup that's beyond just your sun sign and your sun sign is like a Pisces or an Aries, you know, what you know when you like type in a horoscope or like read it in Cosmopolitan magazine. Like I'm a Pisces. I'm actually a Pisces Aquarius on the cusp. So I do tend to also read Aquarius because there are some things that resonate with me. Um, but for the most part, and especially as I've gotten older, I am definitely like a Pisces stronger, side through and through and I've always wanted to read my astrological chart. I've gotten it read once before, which is a hilarious story. My best friend and I well, first, when I lived in Colorado, when I came back from Italy, I kept hearing about this woman that was in downtown and you'd pay, you'd go, you'd pay her like 50 bucks And she would read you and then pick out malas for you, which um, if you don't know what mala beads are, they're basically like spiritual beads that that a lot of yogis wear in their meditation practices. They're usually, well, they should be made of a natural stone and something that resonates and grounds you. And I've always felt off about picking my own malas. I don't know why, it's just one of those things like your rosary. I think your first rosary should be gifted to you. I think your first mala should be gifted to you. I don't think it's something like, I think the universe should bring you those things. Um, and I do believe once you start seeking those out, they do come. So I um, there's just some things that should be gifted to you, right? Uh, and I, I also think your first tarot, tarot card deck should be gifted to you. We can get into all of that at another time. I know I just threw a lot of different religious and spiritual beliefs at you. At the tarot, the mala, and the rosary. Anywho, um, heard about this woman, and it was something I don't really go to readers all that often, um, actually, really ever. And this would have been my first experience, and I'm picky, but you know, it kind of perked my piqued my interest, and then a couple of months later still at my job people were talking about it again I ran into another person who was talking about this woman and I'm like okay we gotta go so when my best friend and I were both home I think it was around Christmas time we went to this woman and you when you got there you had to give your birth date your time of your birth and where you were born and I know all of those things if you don't you should find out because it plays a huge role in what I'm about to tell you And I said, he asked for my birthday, and I said, 02-1995. Okay, so February 19th, 1995, but that's how I said it, 02-1995. So, first of all, she was on a wait. And it was like 20 minute, or like 15 minute rotations. We had to wait like 30 minutes. And it's this very small shop. So we looked around And it's a beautiful store, but I noticed that she was actually like reading people on this bench in kind of to the side in the store. So as we're walking around, like we're hearing her read people and it was my turn. I sit down and she pulls out this sheet and I realize that it's an astrological chart. When she started reading it, I kind of was like, oh, this isn't a real read. Because don't get me wrong, like learning to read an astrological chart is, takes time. There's a lot of moving parts to be able to just like see how one sign in one house corresponds with another sign in another house. Like that's, that's a lot to know. However, it's like a road map, Like you'd be a lot more impressed with someone who knew how to get somewhere that they've never been if they just like did it without a map. If they did it with a map, you might be like, wow, this place is cool. Like the destination was awesome, but also you didn't like know anything on your own. You had help. Um, so she starts reading me. She's going so fast. She's like, okay, listen, you can put on your record if you want. You don't have to, but I'm not going to repeat myself. Here's all this information. She's speaking like so fast, so low, so monotone, not looking me in the eye. And I'm like this, I wanted a spiritual experience. I wanted to go in and like be fucking wowed, right? Like I wanted to go in and be, told something that I didn't fucking know was going to happen or I didn't know about myself, which like, I, we can get into that, but like, there's not going to be anything that you know about yourself or that you don't know about yourself that someone else is going to tell you. They might say something profound, but then when you start thinking about it, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, I did know that about myself. I'm just in denial. Or oh, I just didn't know that's what it was. I've always been dealing with that. So it puts a name to it, but like, have confidence. You you know yourself and do that work. Dig deep into yourself. Find out who you are. Find out what makes you tick. Find out what, anyways, moving on. So um, she reads me. I get up. She's like, go pick a mala over there. I thought she was going to pick my mala. So I go over there. She's like, yeah, just make sure it's blue. And I'm like, blue, really? I've just never, blue's just never been a color for me. Um, It has in my later years of life, like with my sorority colors and the ocean, like I love water. But it's not my go-to color. So I was a little kind of disappointed. And then, but whatever, I'm trusting the process. Well, we get in the car and I unwrap, she gave you the paper that she read off of and I open it and at the top it says, "O 2 it says date of birth, 0 1995. I'm like, oh my God, no, they put that I was born on the fucking second, which changes everything. First of all, that means that I'm an Aquarius, which I'm not, I'm, I resonate more in the Pisces house and, or sign I should say. And I just realized it was off and then not only that but my best friend realized that they had typed in the time wrong and they don't like ask you to verify the information so like I, I had no idea and the first time that I saw it was when she was sitting down in front of me so like how else am I supposed to know you know so yeah so that was my experience that was my last experience with astrological charts and ever since then I've wanted to be read but I I forgot to say when she was talking there were like some things that you know resonated but like everything I was like really like one of the things she really harped on was that I'm gonna have turmoil with my parents and my parents relationship with me and that's just not me and my parents relationship like we're very close so I'm sitting there like god really I'm gonna have turmoil with my parents and then yeah, it turns out it wasn't even my right birthday. So fuck that. Also, it was like $90. So it wasn't $50. Um, it was 50 for the mala. But it was like an additional $40 for the reed, whatever. Um, I still have the mala. I still wear them out of just overall. I don't know why I wear i. I like them. I need a new pair, clearly. But if anyone knows of a good reading experience, let a girl know. Um, I'm very into that right now. Back to my Shani Nichols Nicholas conversation. So, the book is called "You Were Born This." For this, and the reason I found her was a book recommendation, um, where they said if you need, you know, your your horoscope or your natal chart to be read, your astrological chart, you can go to her website. So I went to her website and I read a horoscope and just the way that she phrased things I knew that it was special. Like I knew that she definitely had a love and a gift for this um, So I was hooked right away and Then did my astrological chart and she emails it to you if you want and Kind of breaks it down, but everything kind of links to her book. It's like if you want to learn how to break this down by my book. So I bought the book on my iPad and because instant gratification, even though I love hardcover books. And honestly, well, the digital copy ended up being good and I'll tell you why in a second, but got the book and basically the last couple of days I've just been breaking down my astrological chart and what's so cool is outside of your sun, which I've always known, and I kind of knew what my rising was because I've looked into it, um, but I'm like, I'm so many different things. Like my moon is a Libra and my rising is a Capricorn, which did anyone know that a Capricorn was half goat, half um, mermaid? Because that's fucking dope. It's a sea goat. And it's my that's what my rising sign is, which basically means the sign that was coming up over the eastern horizon while you were like when you took your first breath. And it's really the catalyst to how you need to live out your day to day in order to feel fulfilled with your life's purpose. And I just really resonate. I really resonated with it. And I think it's so cool. So if you guys want to look into it, if you want to find out some more stuff about you. Um, it's all at Um I'm just, this is like not a paid ad. I'm just giving her a shout out because I think she's a really beautiful human and I think her book is gorgeous. And I also think it's cool to get to know your astrological chart and learn like what your struggles might be in your life and like challenges you can overcome and that's the thing too is I think people are always afraid like I don't want to find something out that's negative like is it going to tell me that someone dies no especially not her book her book she writes in affirmations so it's all uplifting it's all about turning something around into something beautiful and it's really cool so that's that's what I've been doing this week little story little fun fact Um, but I thought this week you know I didn't want to come on as aggressive as I did last week um, but I wanted to actually share I think it's time to share the story of stay open and why this podcast is called what it is Um, it's a story that honestly fits the fucking craziness this was just it's a story that I hold really near and dear to my heart. It's a story that I have tattooed on me. And um, yeah, I thought it's about time. So um, I, I'm not even, I'm going to go straight into it. We're not even going to have a fucking intro today. This is like, I can see the screen. I'm already 20 minutes in, <laughs> give or take. So let's go. So I, this all happened when I lived in Italy And I've kind of touched base on this chapter of my life, but it was really pivotal for my 20s. I went into that space, that chapter, being intentional about needing to work through a lot of my emotional issues that I had. I had just gotten out of an um, unhealthy relationship. I needed to kind of distance myself from my friends. And really reevaluate where I was at in my life and where I wanted to go because I had no fucking clue. I had no direction out of college. Um, Looking back, I don't know if I would have gone to college right out of high school. I wish I would have taken a year to travel and to come into my adulthood with a little bit of a breath because I just ran. I mean, you go right from high school, right into college They expect you to pick a major by sophomore year because honestly if you don't let's be honest you get behind and I don't feel like college counselors are there to support you I feel like big large colleges I mean this is a whole other rant but I do feel like if you don't figure out early on what you want and if you're not an advocate for yourself in college no one will be and no one will help you unless you like seek out, um, guidance to which that person doesn't know you across the table. Um, I wish I would have established a relationship with a counselor early on. Um, but I like changed counselors like three times just throughout the years. I don't know why, like the university did for me. So I never got to know one. They never got to know me. I was just another, you know, student 2,155 and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I did things that I was good at. I stayed in English because I love to write and I love to critical think. And it was where my heart was happy, but I did PR so I could have an avenue for a job. Um, but even then I still didn't feel like the only thing that really made me feel like I worked hard and like I knew what I was doing was football. And then At the end of the year, I got this opportunity to move to Italy and be an au pair, a nanny, and I never got to study abroad, and that was always something I wanted to do, so I prayed on it, I meditated on it, and my heart just was telling me that I needed to go to Italy, and I closed that chapter on football, thinking that I would never enter it again, because it's really hard to get out once, or get back in once you get out, and... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I still trusted my gut, and I'm really glad that I did. So I end up in Italy, and I think I arrived there at the end of August, really September 1st. And I think that was my first day of work was September 1st. And I remember this didn't happen. I mean, this must have been three weeks into living there I mean I had just gotten there and I met a girlfriend of mine um, a close friend of mine that we worked together there she was an au pair for a family at the school that my little girl went to so after school in Italy it's the cutest thing they all go outside and they all play on the playground together and all the parents stand and talk and sometimes you know people can't stay sometimes they can but your kids are like wound up after a day of school and they just want to let out their energy so all of them would play and the moms or the au pairs would stand and talk to each other so that's how I met my girlfriend well we started going on our off days or on the days like before some days I wouldn't have to work till I picked up um, my little girl from school, so I would go to coffee shops, and we would journal or talk. We'd have cappuccinos. I would, I would. Um, at the time, I was creating or writing on my blog that I used to have called um, "Tales of a Mermaid." And <clears throat> I did not live. I lived in the historic district of Rome. I did not live close to a metro system. I would have to walk or ride the bus in, like, a 30-minute direction, basically in the circumference of the historic district, to get to the nearest metro stop, whereas my girlfriend lived close to a metro stop because that's the only way she got into the city. Um, She lived more in the suburbs of Rome, so... I would take the bus and my house mother also if my house mother is listening to this you might have never heard this story so this will be (laughs) this will be a fun one for you my house mother used to give me um money every month to pay for a bus pass and it was 30 euro and I did not get paid I mean au pairs au pairs do not make money in Italy um but they also sometimes in this case get housing and food and so the accommodation um and I also don't get me wrong I had one of the best situations that people had ever heard of like I talked to a lot of au pairs and they were like whoa you have your own room like I lived I called it my Harry Potter closet but I lived um on the top floor of the building that my family lived in so I had a little, like it was their storage closet and they kind of turned it into um, a living space for me. Anywho, um, 30 euro, I didn't get paid a lot. And I realized when I'd go on the bus, I had, you know, a bus pass. No one would use it. Like, and no one came on to check if anyone used it. And so I was like, I wonder if I could just pocket the 30 euro and have more money and then just like, ride the bus when I needed to cuz I really did love walking. Like if it was within an hour from me, I would walk there. That was like a short walk for me. Um so this particular day I decided to ride the bus, but I woke up and I just needed I needed some word. I needed some clarity. I went on a walk every day through the park, the Villa Borghese. And I would listen to podcasts. This is where my love for Jen Hatmaker came from. My love for Glennon Doyle came from. My love for Elizabeth Gilbert, Shauna Nyquist, that whole Brene Brown, that entire group of women came into my life when I was in Italy. And on this particular morning, I was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast called Big Magic which I will link this episode because it's one of my favorites and I, I listen to it whenever I need to remember why I started all of this, why I'm doing this, why I am the way that I am. I mean, they both have always just spoken so deeply to my soul. So I'm listening to a podcast and Glennon Doyle is on. And at the time, you guys have to remember, this is 2018, Glennon Doyle, I had never heard of her before, and I'm sure a lot of you know her book, Untamed, now, which makes my heart glow because her book is amazing, and she's amazing. But at the time, she had, um, I think she had Love Warrior out, and another book, and I had never heard of her before. So this was my first introduction to Glennon Doyle. And her and Elizabeth Gilbert are good friends. And they're having a conversation. And Glennon, if you ever hear her talk, she's just so blunt and honest. And she went through a part of her life where, I mean, her her story, she has to be blunt and honest. That's like what she sells her life on is like, I, you know, she was on the floor, bathroom floor when she was 25. um, Looking at a pregnancy test, it's positive, And she is a, like literally a current alcoholic and she an addict and she decided in that moment no that's not my life anymore and it changed her forever so they're having this story and Glennon I'm listening I have my headphones in and I was walking to the bus stop I'm standing at the bus stop it's a cold cold morning in in Rome and I'm listening and she's they're talking about how creatives like creatives in life, the one thing that they really want and why they create is just to be seen. And I had never heard someone put it that way before. And it, it, it hit me in my stomach, almost it knocked the wind out of me because I was like, she's right. That's all I want that's all I want is I want to be seen. I feel like I'm not seen. I feel like I'm not seen by my teachers. I wasn't seen by my sorority. I wasn't seen by my, I'm not seen by my friends. I'm not seen by my significant other. Like what is my heart? What do I want to do in life? What do I want to create? I want people to see me and I'm listening and I'm like, I'm having an out-of-body experience. I remember everything about that moment. I remember everything about that day. And what she's saying is, creators just want to be seen. And there were times when it got hard for her. And she just wanted to shut down. She had a tough morning. She wanted to not write. She, she used to get up the ass crack of dawn and sit in a closet she had a blog called momastery like monastery but with moms and she would write every morning at like 4 or 5 a.m in her closet to hide from her kids and just like get away from the world before they woke up and she said you know on days where I wanted to shut down when things when things were hard when I produced and published my first work and I was so honest about my addiction and so honest about my life. Um, she said, I would want to shut down and I would just tell myself, no, stay open. Like, stay open. and And while she's saying this, Elizabeth Gilbert is like, both of their voices for me are ethereal, but Elizabeth Gilbert is just like, Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, in her friend's word, deep in this word. And they're, they just have this, like, synchronicity together. I don't even know if that's a word, but, like, any, any of their interviews are gorgeous. And together, too. But separate, they're great interviewers. Together, it's just, it makes magic. It really does. And Glennon Doyle is saying, I just wanted, I just taught myself to stay open. And I'm like, wow, I shut down all the time. That's what I've been doing for the last four years of my life is I've been shut down. And I haven't stayed open. I've stayed extremely closed. I've stayed closed-minded. I've stayed closed-heart in my mind, in my body. And I pushed people away. Um, and I lost myself. And I'm having this out-of-body experience and the bus pulls up, and I get on the bus, I sit down, and as I'm sitting down, I'm in the back of the bus, this bus stop, there were three, so the first bus stop in this sequence, I got on near my house, and then literally within two blocks of itself, it stops again. So at the next block, it stops, and I see these three people with red coats get on, and I see them start asking in Italian to see People's bus passes and I always I had a fail safe plan with this if anyone was going to ask me I was going to pull out the seven-day um, bus pass that I got when I first got there and I was going to act like that was my ticket and then when it clearly was not play like dumb American and be like oh my goodness I'm so sorry I didn't know like I don't know what's going on and hopefully get out of it because the problem is um, I did know of people who did get caught, get charged upwards of like 500 to 600 euro for not having a bus pass and riding the bus illegally. So I was freaking the fuck out because I'm fucking poor, obviously, like that's why I'm I don't have the bus pass. That's why I pocketed 30 euro. So I start like having heart palpitations. I'm like it's going to be fine, just use your pass. I open up my wallet. I don't have my pass. I don't even have the seven day one. And I'm like, fuck, I am screwed. So, at the next stop, so two blocks down, they're coming my way down in the bus. Thank God the bus was packed. Down the bus, making their way to the back. And when the doors open, I grabbed my shit. I had all, I was meeting my girlfriend at a coffee shop. And I grabbed my bag, and I sprinted off the bus. And when I sprinted off the bus, I landed on my foot so hard, I snapped my ankle, and I rolled that bitch. And I stood up, and the bus, like my adrenaline was rushing, I fucking tore my ankle to shreds. And I stand up, and like I just get this throbbing, pain in my ankle and I can't walk. I can't put weight on it. I'm like hobbling and I start feeling like I'm gonna pass out. And I'm like, no, I'm not passing out here. Um and my only my only other experience of passing out is anytime I get blood drawn at the doctor's office. So I know what it feels like and I've done it probably more times than like what just like any normal person would kind of go through with passing out. Um but it's still if you pass, if you have passed out before that the the getting into passing out, the coming up on that roller coaster is fucking um, it's not fun. So I start feeling like I'm going to pass out and I'm realizing I have my passport on me. I have my um, laptop on me. I have my wallet on me. Like I have every important documentation and thing that I need in this country on me. And in my mind, I just keep playing my dad who before I left kept saying, get international traveling insurance, get international traveling insurance. And I'm like, no, I i don't have money for that. Like I was balling on a budget. And I was like, what's the, what are the fucking chances I'm gonna get hurt? Like they're low, low chance. Well, here I am two weeks fresh in Italy, don't really know my house family yet, had just met this girl, um, was trying, you know, becoming friends with her. We were meeting at a coffee shop and I am in the middle of Rome breaking my ankle. What I So what I thought. So I'm hobbling and I'm screaming at myself, don't fucking pass out. You are not going to pass out. Don't pass out. Because I didn't want to just pass out with all of my stuff on me in the middle of Rome. Like who knows what would have happened or like who would have just like grabbed my bag off me. And I see this coffee shop that across the street that I had been, um, I had gone to a couple times and I knew they spoke English and they were really sweet in there. So I'm like, maybe if I make it in the coffee shop at least, if something happens to me, I'll be safe. And what's crazy about the coffee shop is the coffee shop's name was Lighthouse in Italian. And a lighthouse is so significant for me because My senior year project when I went to high school was a lighthouse. Um, Lighthouses have always represented peace to me. They've always been um, special to me. And I made a lighthouse in in high school because um, when I would go to my safe place, my safe place is a lighthouse. And like when I meditate. And when I like, I would go through something, I would just envision myself in this lighthouse. And so I did my senior project as a lighthouse with the stepping stones of the names of people that were impactful to me throughout those four years. And I just, I've always, lighthouses are my safe haven. And I see this coffee shop and the name of it is Lighthouse in Italian. And I sprinted, hobbled across the street towards it I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out. I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out. I get there. I had a baseball cap on too. So I thought I would just put my head down on the table and just if I passed out, you know, no one would know. And I would just like wake up and look like I had been sleeping on the table. I thought about going to the bathroom and laying down, but I also didn't know what if something happened to me, no one would know I was in there and no one would be able to get to me because the door would be locked. So last thing I remember is putting my head down and I woke up on my back around like ten to fifteen people screaming in Italian and there was a really hot barista that worked there at the time and I was like looking up I remember looking up at him like it standing in the doorway like on the phone with the the hospital and I'm like, dear God, I'm, I never have a chance with this man. Like, there we go. hot bar you know, here's my hopperista, like Rome romance moment. And it's just gone. So I'm laying there, they're screaming at me in, in Italian. And I'm so disoriented. I'm like, what happened to me? I thought I was like, I thought I was on the table. Well, what had happened was, what had happened was, I my head was down and when I pass out, I seize. And I started seizing and I seized my way out of my fucking chair and smacked my face on the cold hard tile on the ground, cracked my lip open and they're screaming at me, you need stitches, you need stitches. And I'm like, no, I can't go to the hospital and also this is Italy. So like at this point, the baker from the across the street came over, the pharmacist came over, the pharmacist called the other eye doctor pharmacy office down the street to come over. Everyone's screaming the whole fucking everyone's cousin's mother brother is in this building asking the little American girl if she's pregnant, if she's okay. Um I hear the sirens in the background. They pull up. This is a main street in Rome, okay? This was like This was like, I mean, I had just gotten on the bus three blocks from my house. I could see my house building from this coffee shop. And um, I'm just thinking, I can't afford any of this. I can't afford medical bills. I can't afford a fucking ambulance ride. Ambulances in America, holy shit. That thing, it's like $1,200 just to ride to the hospital. And so they're like, you need an ambulance. We called an ambulance. They're speaking to me in Italian. I am like broken understanding Italian at this point. I just got here. Um, They're like, Are you pregnant? Do you have diabetes? I'm like, No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just passed out. It's okay. Like, this happens to me. Um, And she's like, No, your face, like, you need stitches. And I immediately, when she said that, I could feel my lip and I'm like, Fuck, I am not getting out of this. And I said, I can't go to the hospital. She's like, You have to go to the hospital. I'm like, I don't have health insurance. Like, I can't afford it. And she smiles at me and laughs. And like a couple people laughed with her. And I'm looking around like, what? Like, yeah, it's hilarious. I'm poor. She was like, honey, you're in Italy. It's public health care. Like, you don't, you don't have to, I don't know what this accent is that I'm bringing in, but like, you don't have to pay for anything. And I'm like, What? I mean, my mind was fucking blown. I was like, I don't? She's like, no, it's public health insurance. I'm like, okay. So they put me on a gurney. And at this point, I have not seen my face. And I hop, they put me in the back of the ambulance and we ride to, um, my house mother told me to tell them to take me to a specific hospital. So I'm trying to get a hold of her. Her poor thing. She doesn't have her car with her because, well, her sister had it. And um, she's like, should I bike to you? It's 30 minutes. I can bike there. I'm like, no, don't bike to me. It's fine. I call, I, or I message my girlfriend. My girlfriend's like, I'm so sorry. I will be there. Like, what can I do for you? So she meets me at the hospital. Thank God I had my, my passport on me because they needed it at the hospital. And... They keep asking me, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant, people. I just am having a fucking day. I just found out, like, groundbreaking information about myself, and then I hurt myself, and then it was just too much for my body. Like, my body was on overdrive. It needed a reboot. Well, they pull me in the back. I hardly had to wait at all. There's a woman screaming. Oh, my God, screaming. They're, like, strapping her down. I'm like on sensory overload. They're sticking all these weird suction cup things on me to test my heart rate. The doctor comes in. He doesn't speak a, speak a lick of English. His nurse um, assistant is is translate. Well, the nurse didn't even speak English. It was like the intern nurse this young girl spoke English, so she was translating. He was saying, you need stitches. I'm thinking, dear God, my mother's going to kill me. She never has let anyone outside of a plastic surgeon touch my face. And here I am about to get fucking botched di- stitches in the middle of Rome. And uh, the nurse comes over, sticks in um my, you know, my Um, my numbing stuff definitely does not do it right because the, the doctor comes over to start stitching me up and I can feel everything. But at this point I'm like, I've had a fucking day. I cannot communicate to this dude anymore that I am in pain. So I just bit down and through grit took my four stitches through my lip without any numbing. Um, got out of the hospital Called my parents, told me what told them what happened, because I sure as fuck was not gonna tell them what was happening in the in the midst of it. My mother would have lost her mind. And my girlfriend and I went to a cafe. I was so nauseous. I was so I felt disgusting. I I felt like I was gonna pass out again. All I needed was a cold shower. I got home, got in the shower, laid down, and I had to go to Sorrento. <laughs> that night with my family which is a whole other story for another day but basically throughout that entire day from the moment they put me on the gurney I told myself I'm like stay open don't don't shut down stay open and every experience that I had then on in Rome I told myself to stay open and it became my mantra and When I got home from Italy um, it continued to be my mantra and I went and got tattoos with another one of my best friends when we were in Los Angeles and the only thing I could think of was I have to get stay open put on me I have to be able to read it anytime I want to shut down anytime something scary happens to me or embarrassing or hard and I just want to lay in a in a ball, in my bed, in a corner, in a dark room. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to speak my mind. I tell myself to stay open. And when I thought about this podcast and what I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be a place where when the rest of the world was shutting down, I would stay open. And... It's so interesting with everything that's happened this year. Um and honestly in the last year for me, that's why I've struggled a lot with recording because there's hardships that I go through at work. Um there were hardships that I went through when I worked at Nordstrom that I wanted to talk about and I just couldn't because I worked with those people and now at this current job There's things I want to talk about, but I can't because I work with these people and it's hard for me not to be 100% transparent and honest with you. And honestly, I think that's like last episode, why I got so fired up, but why it had to be so vague because I didn't want to expose those people in my life um, because I have to work with them and I have to see them every day or I have to talk to them. Um, but I still want this place to be somewhere where you are empowered to stay open in your life. So if you're choosing or maybe not even choosing, if you're feeling like you're shutting down, if you're, if you're doing, um, a self-awareness check and you're noticing that just this year has been too much or a certain situation has been too much and you're, you're not speaking your mind, and you're not saying how it's making you feel or you're not participating in things like you need to stay open. You need to tell yourself, no, I need to stay open because um, it's important. It's who you are. And I think this world, especially in today's society, tells you to shut up, tells you to stop talking unless you fit with the narrative that is the, is being pushed like through, you know, mass media platforms. And it's in your offices. It's in your conversations with coworkers. It's in your conversation with your family. You know, we all are different individuals. We all have different opinions and viewpoints, and some might be the same. But I've never wanted a life filled with people with the same ideas and the same viewpoints. I want... Contrast. I want dialogue. I think it brings us to understanding. I think it brings us to empathy. And a lot of this year has made me want to shut down. A lot of conversations I've had have made me want to shut down. The news makes me want to shut down. Um, social media, when it gets super negative, makes me want to shut down and i've had to test, you know, my own mantra in life and really force myself to stay open um and that's that's really, you know, why i'm getting back on here, why i want to stay consistent over the next year is because i recognize that you're you're listening to this for a reason um whether that be you stumble upon it or you recommended it or you're my friend and you're supporting me and you love me. And I love you for listening to me and I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to hear my fucking rants and my stories. Um, but more so, I want this to be something that you can take something away from. You can implement it into your own life and your own relationships and your own hardships. And if I had one piece of advice that I would say over anything else that I ever say on this show, it would be to not let yourself shut down and to not let yourself be shut down by other people and to truly stay open in your life and stay open to new experiences, to people, to jobs, um, you never know what's going to come your way and there are a lot of decisions and things that have happened to me over the last two years that have reached me to this chapter of my life and if I had shut down I would have never it would have never happened to me if I hadn't of trusted my gut and gone on a date with a close guy friend of mine that I had shoved into the friend zone so hard and not have stayed open and just gone on you know hung out with him and made time for him when he was home I would have never had my future husband if I had never stayed open in relationships and in friendships I would have never found out about this job that I have now um if I had never just you know, took a leap of faith and moved to a city I've never been to, I, I wouldn't be living here. Like, there's so many things that have happened in my life because I have told myself to stay open and to not shut down. And if you're someone like me that when things get hard, you kind of close your heart and you close your mind and you shut down because you feel so strongly and you can't, it's too much to feel. I, I urge you to practice just taking a deep breath and saying, no, stay open. Because what's on the other side of that breath, what's on the other side of stay open is never as bad as you make it out to be in your mind. It's sometimes for the best, honestly. And this brand, this mantra means everything to me. So that's my story for today. That's my episode for today. I wanted to keep it lighthearted and um kind of funny. I hope it was funny. I don't know. I'm in I've clearly like I tell stories to myself and I put myself at ease. Like I don't understand what happens to me, but I get a little too like lullaby with it and now I feel like I need to go take a nap um but yeah if you're listening to this I hope you have a great weekend um I hope you have a great I hope you had a good week and if not be gentle to yourself um if you want to look up astrological signs shannynicholas.com that's that's the vibe she talks about like how your sign is affected in the new moon and If you're into that, you know, it's cool. Um, If you need help with your astrological chart, let a bitch know. And um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I'll try and find. I have some pictures of my lip. I'll post them so you guys can see like what I looked like. Dear God, it was terrible. Um, I got like four stitches and I still have like a bump in my lip from it. And you can see it when I smile in pictures, especially if I'm wearing lipstick. And um, I'll also post that podcast episode with Glennon because it's still one of my favorites, top five episodes ever. Um, and it's amazing. And she's amazing. And if you haven't read Untamed, that's going to also be a shameless plug for her because she can do no wrong in my eyes. And always, ladies, you can find me at, at Arletta LaRue or at Stay Open Podcast. And don't forget, don't forget, no matter what happens in your life, stay open.